Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. Welcome back to Memphis number three sports show. It is halftime at the Palace of Auburn Hills. Yeah, and apparently uh, Marshall Henderson tweeted that they're going to be showing his interview that he did with Charles Barkley in game at halftime of this game. So, Ooh, so yeah. you're about to see Marshall Henderson on CBS. Yeah, he just tweeted that. Yes. Marcus Hunter, the biggest Marshall Henderson no, no, fan no, absolutely in Mississippi not. No, please, State no, no, history. No, absolutely not. No, no, we're not going to go there. We're not going to even pretend to make that up. Isn't it good thing. for the state of Mississippi? What's going on with Ole Miss? Your home state? Isn't it good for the state to be on such a such a large stage? Or are you just not? This is radio, Marcus. You have to say something. Nobody, nobody can hear you if you're just staring at me like that. Some 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 things I have learned. If you're not if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Okay. Uh, um, we're about to play hang up and listen. We do it every week at high noon. The phone number is three six zero eighty two fifty five. That's three six zero eighty two fifty five. We've got some great prizes as we do each and every week on hang up and listen. Of course, the first caller gets ten dollars to ease twenty four hour cafe. That's just for calling in and participating in hang up and listen. But we also have some great grand prizes as well. CJ, if you will. Let the listeners know what they could win today on Hang Up and Listen. The winner of Hang Up and Listen will receive a $5 gift card to TCBY and your choice of a $25 gift certificate to FO's Restaurant in Germantown or Smoothie King Prize Pack. All right, that was that's a oodles of prizes there. Give it one more run through, CJ, to make sure people know what they could be winning today on Hang Up and Listen. The winner of Hang Up and Listen will receive a $5 gift card to TCBY and your choice of a $25 gift certificate to Elfo's Restaurant in Germantown or Smoothie King's Prize Pack. All right, that's a, a loaded. You get $5 TCBY and your choice of $25 to Elfo's or a Smoothie King gift bag to go with that. Mm, these smoothies are delicious uh, today. Mine's Marcus, gone. remind the listeners how, how Hang Up and Listen works. Hang Up and Listen. Works a little bit like this. You call the show, ask a question, or make a statement, or anything you want to talk about or say. And uh, Kevin and myself, we will answer your question or, or, or you know talk about whatever you call to talk about. Just make sure you end your phone call with "I'm going to hang up and listen" because if you don't end your phone call with "I'm going to hang up and listen," then we won't answer your question or talk about what you call to talk about. So. Please, in your phone call, with I'm going to hang up and listen. That is the name of the game. That is how it's played, and that is what you have to do in order to win the prizes or have us talk about whatever you call to talk about. $25 to Elfos, $5 to TCBY on the line for the winner of Hang Up Listen. $10 to the first caller uh, today. But before we get going, Marcus? Yeah, before we get going, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's springtime. And you know, bathing suit weather is, is quickly approaching. And uh, you want to start the spring off right. So start it off right at the Church Health Center Wellness. Kevin... Myself, Sibo, uh, you know, we all, we've all been, uh, you know, members over there at the Church Health Center Wellness for about six months, and uh, you know, it, the, the place has it all. Whether you're into weights, cardio, basketball, or strength training, they do have it all. There are no contracts, and memberships are as low as fifteen dollars a month. It is located in the heart of Midtown, eleven fifteen Union Avenue, Church Health Center Wellness. The key to a healthier you. You can also check out their website, www.churchhealthcenter.org, or you can stop by for a tour today and find out, you know, 
all the th- great things that they have to offer. You know, uh, the uh, I Love Memphis blog calls Church Health Center Wellness a gem for the rest of us. A healthier you starts at Church Health Center Wellness. I've been going over there for the past few weeks working on my basketball game. And uh, I can tell you that, uh, Lucy, I've, I've, I've dropped a lot of weight. I've, uh, my skills on the basketball court are, are much better. And uh, it's a great place to go. Uh, it's just a great place to be. So go check out Church Health Center Wellness at 1115 Union Avenue. All right, they're bringing us Hang Up and Listen this week, which happens every week when the sirens start going off in the suburbs. We play Hang Up and Listen right here on MSL. Let's do it now. Yeah. 360-8255 is the phone number. 360-8255 on this March Madness Saturday. Still pretty cold out. And according to Joey Silipek, it's still going to be cold for a few more days, I believe. Uh, yeah. When is March gonna get here? Right now, it's it's been a cold weather madness. Man, look, I was so I was so ready and amped up for like four or five inches of snow Thursday night, and then uh, Thursday they start telling us that the snow wasn't gonna get to Memphis; it was gonna go north of us. So I was a little disappointed. We didn't, we didn't we didn't get the snow day that we had anticipated all year long. We never really got that big Memphis well, we snow. We had that one snow day. Wasn't it like a Saturday when it snowed? This it, it was like the day after Christmas. It snowed, but yeah, it, it was like kids were not in school. Yeah, so kids weren't not, in school. It, it wasn't a snow count. day. Yeah, it, it wasn't a whole lot of snow. It didn't last for a long time. So, but the spring will be here very soon. Yeah, and you'll you'll want to pick up a smoothie, Bonks of Tony Phil, King, or some TCBY from TCBY, which. Both of those are some of our prizes today on Hang Up and Listen. Uh, plenty of things to talk about. Plenty of great prizes for you to win. And we're going to kick things off right now with Larry. Larry, you're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. What up, Larry? Hey, I got a quiz for y'all. Yeah. All right. All right. Who did Kentucky lose to in the NIT? Was it A, Morris the Cat, B, Morris Day in the Time, C, Robert Morris, or D, Bill Morris Parkway? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. That's how you kick things off on this March Madness Saturday. Well, I think it was Bill Morris Parkway. I think they lost to Bill Morris Parkway, or was it not? Because like they get, first off, Kentucky got lucky they didn't have to play Nonkana, but they got matched up with Bill Morris instead. Nonkana would have wiped the floor with Chelsea. Would have wiped the floor. Um, Sam Cooper versus Kentucky would be an interesting matchup. <laughs> Good call you by think, Larry to kick things off here. <laughs> Hang up and listen. You now, think after uh, you know you know since uh, Kentucky lost to Robert Morris in Coach Cal's hometown where he grew up, you think after the game was over, Coach Cal walked outside of the arena and uh, you know just decided to tell the media they were all gathered outside of the arena that uh, you know this was a tough decision to leave his hometown and then started crying and walked back in and you know then came back out. You think that there was a whole to do like when he left Memphis, his his town of Memphis. There was any kind of to do there. Just came out. Well, you know, oh, it was great to be back home. The yeah, if production. there was, it was the same script. He just changed the Memphis name out of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The same script. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love Robert Morris. I, I'll never leave this town. And, you know, you, you know how Coach Cal is. Great call from Larry to kick things off. Of course, uh, excitement earlier this week with the NIT. He's going to cry when he Game going on during, during the first four and, and John Calipari getting bounced. From the tournament from Bill Morris, those Parkway. kids didn't want to play in that. Those kids didn't want to play in the NIT. 
Coach Cal could not control those players this year. That that was the reason that they didn't make the NCAA tournament. They have the talent. He just couldn't. He couldn't bring in the personalities. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah, enjoy like, it while yeah. while you can. Right now, Memphis has gone further in the NCAA tournament. Kentucky has missed just as many NCAA tournaments with Calipari as Memphis has missed without him. So it, it, there's some excitement. Uh, we're gonna go to Adam. Adam, you were now on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. Hey Kevin, what's up, man? What's, what's up, up, Marcus? What's up? Hey, uh, so I guess after uh, the Tigers won the CUSA tournament, Hassan started hugging like all the local media. If you guys could hug one of the Tigers players, who would it be and why? I'll, I'll hang up and listen. All right, the callers are are coming in strong today. Three six zero eighty two fifty five is the phone number. When you hear somebody hang up and listen, that is your cue to call in. You can say whatever you want, comment, ask a question. As long as you end your, your phone call when I'm going to hang up and listen, you will qualify for the grand prize. And this is a question that I was not expecting. If you could hug any Tiger player, who would you – was this past or present? I, you know what, me, honestly, um, he, he, he wasn't specific. He didn't say Tigers men's basketball player. Oh, now, let's pull up the ladies' roster. Let's, let's pull, pull up the ladies' roster. <laughs> Um, no, but um, honestly, if I could hug any Tiger player, it would be uh, Bill Keith Abdul Qadir uh, because she was just awesome for the University of Memphis uh, when she played for the University of Memphis. Uh, I-, I thought that she did she did a great job for the Tigers. She was a great ambassador for the school. Came down here all the way from Spring uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. So I would hug Bill Keith Abdul Qadir just for what she was able to uh, do for Melissa McFerrin's team and how she was able to, you know, get that team from being bottom feeders like they were before Melissa McFerrin got there to being a relevant Conference USA women's basketball team. That's who I would hug. All right, I'm pulling up the the Lady Tigers. What about this? We, he didn't even – I'm not even sure. It was a player, right? So we can't do Palm Squad. Yes, can I do Palm Squad? No Palm Squad. <sighs> I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. But if you want to answer, like, his, his question – uh, from before, like I would look back. There's some players, you know. There's been Memphis players. You're like, man, that person just needs a hug. Like Chance McGrady. Yeah, he needed a hug. Jo- uh, Joe Jackson needed a hug last. last Joe year. Jackson needed so many hugs. You th- I bet those hugs is what helped turn it around. I bet they hugged it out. You think they hugged it out? Him and J- Coach Passner, Joe Jackson hugged it out. Yeah. At one point, I bet they hugged it out. Uh, players on this Memphis team that I would hug. I don't know. I, I'm agreeing with you, Marcus. We're just going to go with the, the the women's team. I'm going to the to the uh, trying to go to the photo gallery. I mean, that's GoTigersGo.com. I mean, I mean, there's several cute girls. It just you, it just you got to determine which ones are freshmen and which ones are seniors. You got to get the upper class. Why? It's just a hug. It's just a hug, but still, man, you know, you want to be that creepy old guy hugging a freshman in college. Okay, so Josh Pastner hugged all the media after the win the other day. What do you think he did with the media? After he won the NC2A tournament game, if it was just a hug for Conference USA, you cannot imagine if he wins at all, what's he going to do with the media? <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be a Josh Pashler kissing booth. Three six zero eighty two fifty five is the phone number. We can talk about whatever you like. It's hang up and listen. We do it each and every week. Just be sure to end your call with "I'm going to hang up and listen." And you'll qualify to win the grand prize. We're going to go to Joel. Joel, you're in hang up and listen on MSL. Hey guys, great show as always. I got a question for you. All right. I've been this country, all over this country. I've been in Europe, 
I've heard, I've listened to every sports show you can just about listen to. I got a personal question for her. Are you and Marcus, Kevin and Marcus, are y'all incarcerated the rest of the week? And, and that's the only reason they won't give this station won't give you guys a regular show during the rest of the week because you guys are great. I'll just hang up and listen. All right, thank you, Joel. We appreciate it. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> We're not incarcerated, but um, did you just have your dad call in? No, that's not my dad. My dad. I've tried to get my dad to call in, and and, and he doesn't because usually they don't let you use your phone at the uh, poker table. <laughs> <laughs> but we do appreciate it, Joe. Uh, we, you know, we would love to, we would love to be on five days a week in this town. We would love that. Uh, to someday happen, and it is our, you know, we, we would love that to happen. But we are, we are happy to come in here every Saturday, and and bring a different perspective to what's going on, because that's what we try to do. We I like radio shows that that entertain you and inform you, and we try to inform you the best we can. We definitely entertain you the best we can, but we also want to try to. I think our gimmick here is to kind of give you some entertainment and look at things in a different way than everybody else is looking at them. That's what we're trying to do. Because yeah. it's the same. Plenty of times you hear the same things over and over. Yeah, and I think that I think that and you need a different. That, Perspective. Yeah, that's something that we have uh, the ability to look at things from uh, from a different perspective. Uh, not only strictly based on um, you know the fact that our ages are you know younger than you know a lot of the uh, other uh, uh, people in, is- in, in, in in the area, but also we have different thought processes. I mean, I mean, I mean. Let's face it. I'm the only um, regular um, African American uh, sports talk radio uh, personality in, in in the city of Memphis, and I think that that allows me to bring a different perspective from that point of view. Because I mean, I understand. I'm not. I'm not going to say that nobody understands. You know, the black community other than black people. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, uh, because I'm in the community a, a, a little more, I think I, I can bring a different perspective from that angle as well. So, because you know, sometimes I hear a, a a lot of criticism about about athletes, just about what they do on the basketball court. But you got to understand that kids have lives, and athletes have lives that go far beyond just the sport that they play. And so sometimes you have to think about those things well, you, you before on you the roster. Yeah, before you thing. judge. But again, yeah. I mean, not not saying anything bad about the regular programming here on no. sports. Oh no, 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 all the time. It I'm is just saying we're a different, pr- a different perspective. And if we're able ever able to be worked into the five day a week schedule, that would be uh, something awesome. But we're real happy here on Saturdays. Yeah, from uh, from eleven to one. The voice of the fan. We were the first show, you know, on FM when we switched over. Yeah, we I were live making oh. the announcement. Yeah, that announcement was <laughs> awesome. Oh, we're broadcasting on FM. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can talk about whatever you want. Three six zero eighty two fifty five. I do. I, sometimes I question. When we get a call like Joel's. I'm like, this guy just wants the Elfos gift certificate. That's <laughs> all he's trying for. If you but, came on five days a week. Would you bring me breakfast Monday through Friday? You can, we would probably have ease every day for breakfast. I would. I think so. Absolutely. You got Why my not? vote. Three six zero eighty two fifty five is the phone number. Just hang up and listen. We're gonna go to Patrick. Patrick, you're on. Hang up and listen on MSL. What's up, guys? What's up, Patrick? Well, you know, the, the NCAA tournament obviously has its own aura to it. But, you know, this year with the, the lack of the super teams going out there, do you think CBS is, like, hoping that Ole Miss makes it to, like, the Final Four? Because with Marshall Henner's attitude and the way he the way he talks and everything, the way he runs his mouth, they would just love to have him playing against anybody in that Final Four on that Saturday because they would blow that thing up so big, make him the villain, and everyone would just be dying to see him because there's no really those super teams that everybody wants to see lose. Duke's really not all that good this year. I mean, you you just don't have that team, and I really think. Don't you think that maybe that uh, that maybe secretly, if nothing else, they're hoping that Ole Miss can can win today and take it one more week, and no telling what he'll say all week long. 
getting going into the next week. But I'll just hang up and listen, guys. Appreciate it. All right, interesting call uh, from Patrick. But you know they they just had him on CBS just a few yeah. moments ago, Marshall Henderson interview. Yeah, he and uh, Coach Kennedy uh, interviewing with the uh, CBS crew, uh, Charles Barkley, Kenny, and all those guys. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, for for, for um, from from a rating standpoint, yeah, Marshall Henderson is a guy that uh, you know CBS would love to hype up and uh, have. I mean, and that's probably why that game tomorrow is the late game because it's kind of the prime time game because you know now it has that aura to it because of Marshall Henderson and so. Uh, I, I definitely believe that CBS uh, does want to hype this up uh, a little more. That's why he's doing halftime interviews because right now he is the flavor of the month and as long as the Ole Miss Rebels can keep winning he's going to continue to be that flavor of the month. It's just as an Ole Miss fan you hope it doesn't get to get to his head to the point where he's so into right. himself he shoots you out of a game. It's so much better when the underdog, because underdog stories are great anyway, right? You can say, oh the underdog stories are great hype. But when the underdog has a character like him on it, yeah. this adds to the, to the thing. I mean, you've got um, people compare him, you know, they keep comparing Marshall Anderson to, like, to uh, Eminem or, or, or Sid from, from Toy Story. But I look at him more as like the stone-cold Steve Austin of college basketball who just doesn't care about anything. And no hair, don't care. And do, do his thing. But uh, and of course, so that's going to be that's going to be much more exciting. I don't know if they're rooting for it market-wise. You know, the CBS executives are probably wanting to have the big names and your historically big names to get there. But if there's going to be an underdog to make the run, I would only assume that the CBS would want Ole Miss, not I only mean, because of their deal with CBS, but because of Henderson and everything to do with that. Yeah, and I mean, the SEC and CBS and Henderson, and it'd be the perfect it'd be the perfect underdog story for CBS. I mean. It, yeah, and, and the fact that uh, between the two teams uh, that are playing tomorrow, Ole Miss and LaSalle, I mean, the, LaSalle at this point has really no draw other than the fact that they beat the Kansas State. They don't want them to win. Yeah, they, they want Ole Miss to win because at least they have some draw and people are going to want to turn to see them play. All right, we got to keep moving. Uh, we've got some callers on hold. We're going to go to Josh. Josh, you're on Hang Up and Listen on MSL. Hey, guys. Uh, nice to talk to you. Hey, what's up? Um, I've, got a, I've got a few Miss um, Tigers questions. Um, the first one being, how much of a shot do you guys give them to win today? Uh, second, how big will the celebration be? And thirdly, who would you want to face next? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. All right, good call, Josh. Of course, it is a March Madness Saturday. Go Tigers, go. Take a break from Marshall Madness and talk uh, Tiger yep. Madness, Memphis Madness. Yep. So the Tigers, how much of a chance? I think they've got a great chance to win. Even Ernie Freeman, who's the Michigan State homer in this town, uh, from Fox 13 texting me today saying that he believes the Tigers definitely do have a chance. Yeah, have a chance. They played a great game the other day. Uh-huh. That, the, the mystery monkey, you know, the monkey from um, whatever, Curious Somebody Jesus, come get this monkey. Is off the bat. They're playing with house money. Yeah. So I think that definitely there's a chance the Tigers could win today, which, uh, of course, he had three. What was the second question? How much of a chance? How much of a chance do you attack? How big? How big will they? Uh, oh, how big would the celebration? How big would the celebration we, be? Well, we we touched on that. I mean, that's a Kevin I'm, doesn't like uh, airport celebrations. I don't like airport visits unless you're exceeding expectations, and this could be the exemption. Here's the thing: if the Tigers do not win today, of course I'm anti. Go to the airport. Don't go celebrate them not exceeding your expectations of the season. No. At the beginning of the season, it was Sweet 16. So you don't go to the airport, but if they make the Sweet 16, I'm down when you go into the airport saying we support you going forward because you're going to have to go uh, to your next city and continue on uh, on your road to the ATL. So I'm down with airport visit the Tigers win, but not if they lose today. Because 
that was that's such a I don't like the let's go support our boys and pump them up and they feel bad. Well, yeah, they should feel bad because they're not exceeding their expectations. Oh, they feel what? bad. If they feel bad after losing like, today, then that's fine. What are they gonna feel? That's better? fine. They should feel bad because they're supposed to be in the Sweet 16. I still think they're supposed to be in the Sweet 16, and I think it's fine into the season. Josh is gonna have uh, Pastor is gonna have a much better summer now that that the team has advanced this far, and. So that that's all fine, and be, be proud of your team. But if they win today, celebration, it's going to be awesome night downtown Memphis tonight, uh, especially with the Grizzlies game going on uh, combined with that. But this last question, who would you want to play next? And, of course, you want to jump ahead and look ahead, right, Marcus? Yeah. Uh, to who? You want to play Creighton over, over Duke, but, you know. Right. You uh, you hope there's an upset with Creighton over but I don't know. Duke. I don't or know. do you, you want to play you, Duke? You want to play Duke. I think you want to play Duke. Because there's the one time the Tigers has played Duke, and the... Was it that Madison Square Garden game when Sean Williams was on the team and, and the Tigers came down to the final seconds and the refs, of course, were on Duke's side, as they always are? Uh, that game was unbelievable to watch in that preseason tournament. I would like to play Duke for that and be the team that knocks off Duke because Duke gets knocked off. They're kind of the, them in Georgetown. You know, every few years, they get knocked off in the tournament. Georgetown, down four years in a row, they've gotten knocked out of the first round. Talk about somebody who needs to be fired. I'm sorry, John Thompson the third is it's not his, his yeah his yeah dad four at all. years by double by double digit seed they've gotten knocked out of the holy macro. We got to keep moving in the starting five. You Bill, ain't no daddy, Billy. You're on hang up and listen on MSL. Billy, what's up? You're on MSL. Hey, uh, who would you rather have pick up your daughter for prom, Marshall Henderson or Chris Brown? Oh, hang on, listen. <laughs> That's the best question I think I've ever heard. Uh, Marshall Henderson, hands down. As long as he's got a, he's a driver, because hey. somebody be driving. I ain't neither one of them picking up my child. Well, Chris, Chris, Chris Kyle's not going anywhere. Either one money. of them. Chris Brown has the money. Marshall Henderson is going to get some money, but you don't want Chris Brown around, uh, picking your daughter up no. from. I'm sorry. I, That's a, easy, like a complete no. You anybody. You can I put him in that bracket. Him. What? I, 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 don't, I don't. You don't want your daughter dating a white boy. <laughs> it has nothing. It has absolutely nothing to do with with race. <laughs> well, I mean, but, but you put the two next to him. Who would you put next to Chris Brown? That's not somebody who is incarcerated. To go back to Joel's car earlier today. Who would you put next to him that, that you would want you to prove for your daughter to go out with? It's a tough call. I. Uh, neither. Because you, you can't, you can't pick anybody to go against him. But you listen, could, listen, I'm a, listen, Marshall, I'm a, da- you, I'm a dad. Brown, I don't want anybody picking up my daughter for prom. She's too young right now. Was she? she <laughs> but uh, that is his daughter. <laughs> she is here, actually in in studio with us today. We're gonna get to our last caller. She wants Justin Bieber to pick her up for prom. <laughs> no, I don't even like that dude. <laughs> All right, last caller on Hang Up and Listen. We're gonna go to Frank. Frank. You are on Hang Up and Listen on MSO. Hey, yeah, I have, I've got a question. Y'all probably already answered this through the week, but I didn't hear it. Um, when did they start doing play-in games for the uh, 11th seed? And number two, how in the world does a number uh, rank, a rank, a 25th ranked team end up in the 11th seed? I'll hang up and listen. All right, good, good question. Uh, really good question from Frank. It's just some stuff that people just accept as truths, and that's just how the tournament works, is that these things can happen, and not enough people question it. The playing game, I think they don't call it the playing game anymore. They call it the first round. The first four. And they shouldn't call it the first round. They should call that the first four, then it should be the first round. Because the name first four is pretty cool, and nobody likes calling it the first round, so they need to stop calling it that. 
But yet the 11 seeds battling into the tournament. There's there's different sides to that, whether or not you think it should be the 16. Because it's unfair if it was just one versus 16s, because then it would be all these small conference 16-seeded teams. Or do you just seed these on-the-bubble last teams in as a 16 and make them play against the number one in a battle of 16 seeds? So do you put in the last teams in and the 16 and the conference winners get automatic? No, uh, I think the way they did it. You, or do you like it the way they're doing it now? I like the way they're doing it now because think about this: had they not done it like they like they're doing it now, then um, the team that beat Georgetown yesterday would have probably been in one of the play-in games. They wait. The t- they were they not in the they, no they they were a 15 seed so that would have knocked them back to a 16 seed which would have uh, then put them like like if oh, yeah, all, they were 15 that's right yeah so but they were. So I like the way it's done now because I mean you know what those bubble teams yeah you should be you, you should have to fight to get into the actual big dance the the, the actual big states I mean it should be all bubble teams Middle Tennessee exactly. should be like Middle Tennessee seeds. no 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 and I, I think it's fine the way it is it should you be have, eleven have, seeds yeah four sixteen seeds because the other teams are not as good but they're conference champions and that's the only reason that they're in it yeah. Well, when they added this, I'm, I was glad they added this. I like the four play-in games, but people initially thought, okay, it was going to be four, one versus sixteen, because that's what the original play-in concept was. But yeah, that was the yeah. But you know, when you expanded it, um, you know, I think it makes sense to have two games where you have two sixteen seeds going up, and then two games where you have two lower seeds, but not necessarily, you know, because there's always some sixteen seeded yeah. teams. These are small conferences that have somebody win the tournament, their conference tournament mm-hmm. that's not supposed to win. It's really lousy and hasn't had any games, so they get to go play. So you put them in the playing game. Yeah, and, pl- and plus there's those teams, good teams from those conferences, but then there's always a bad team or two that win that conference tournament at the end. Exactly, and plus those sixteen seeds, they have an opportunity once they win that game to say, "Hey, we won a." An NCAA tournament game, so at least you 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 get the feel good for getting ready to go get trounced by the number one seed. That's gonna that's gonna happen in the next game. But you don't even have to you don't even have to win a game now to say you went to the second round. <laughs> that's what's funny. <laughs> you don't. That's why the talk was was can Josh Pastor make it to the second round? It was can he win a game because he's already in the second round. Right, he's in the second round. And it's, this makes all the verbiage very confusing and people calling it, of course, a round of thirty-two, round of sixty-four. But uh, good, uh, good addition of Hang Up and Listen this week. It's going to be tough to decide the winner. I've got two or three possible candidates to be our grand prize winner this week. We'll play it again next week at high noon. The question will be, will the Tigers or Ole Miss still be in it? Because that means they'd be in the Elite Eight next Saturday. Ooh, That's how fast. The Elite Eight. How fast this goes. But, ooh, oh man, a Memphis versus Duke matchup just kind of you know, got me excited. Because I haven't even thought that far past the Michigan State game. No, because can they get past this one? Because it's not an automatic by any means for any one of the two teams. But anyway, we've got uh, we're talking more about the Tigers with Greg Gaston live from Detroit coming up here momentarily. But we're going to take a uh, short timeout, and when we come back, we'll announce the winner. Hang up and listen. We'll talk to uh, Greg Gaston, the host of Sports Files, live from the Palace of Auburn Hills. You're listening to Memphis' number three sports radio show. This is MSL. We're on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. We are the voice of Tigers fans. Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. Welcome back to MSO. We're here with you for another half an hour. We are 70 minutes away from tip-off of Memphis versus Michigan State. We're about to be joined by Greg Gaston, 
Live from Detroit. Detroit basketball. Uh, boy, we've had a we've had a fun show today. We do have to announce the winner of Hang Up and Listen. And Marcus, if you will please do the honors. Larry. Larry, you're the winner of Hang Up and Listen. It was a real it was a, usually we have like heated debates. This was like this was a was great a like conference of yeah. like it's like this person deserves it, this person deserves it, this person deserves it. Props. Props to our callers this week. Uh, one of my favorite hang up and listens in, in in a while. It's been ages since we've had one as much uh, as much fun as this one. But right now we're gonna go live to the Palace of Auburn Hills for the co host of MSL Weekdays, better known as Middays with Greg and Eli. He also hosts Sports Files with Greg Gaston on WKNO, which has a new time slot. We'll have to find out what that is. Greg Gaston joining us now. What's up, Greg? How's it going, guys? Greg, uh, listen, I, can you get me Tim Hardaway's uh, autograph? <laughs> I, I, you, know, you know, growing up a Miami Heat fan, I just need Tim Hardaway's autograph. I figured you were talking about the pops there, uh, yeah. Marcus. Oh, not, yeah, not, definitely not the, the pops. Yeah, the pops. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. He's right there. Uh, obviously, they show, showed him a couple of times already on TV, so he's front and center. Yeah, we'll see what we can do for you. I appreciate that. All right, Greg, you're you're live in the Palace of Auburn Hills. You were at the game yesterday, and the talk has, and I haven't heard this, so I need, I need to know. Of course, Josh Pastor went on a hug fest after the Conference USA Championship. What was his reaction with the media after this first uh, win in the NC2A tournament? Did he hug anybody, shake hands, do anything a little bit more uh, risque? Kevin, it was uh, amazingly, it was it was calm, cool, and collected. You thought maybe. Once Josh got this first win under his belt in the NCAA tournament, he would be running around hugging people like the Conference USA Championship, and that was quite a sight. But no, he was he was really cool and calm and collected, as I mentioned. And I think that's what I really like about this team is is that they're not satisfied with just the one victory. They they think they can win today against Michigan State. He feels that they can exploit them with their speed and athleticism. So I like that attitude that they're not satisfied with the one win. I know inside. Certainly, Josh doesn't show his emotions all the time, and I think he's keeping that close to the vest as his happiness to get this monkey off his back, if you will. But I don't believe that they're satisfied, so I like that attitude. So there was no hug fest, no handshake fest, nothing. Have Have we ever figured out what the name of the monkey was? <laughs> I don't know, but it was a large <laughs> monkey. It was an ape. Yeah, forget about the monkey. It was it was a ape. It was a an albatross, whatever you want to call it. But it's it's lifted. We no need, we're going to name the eight before the end of this hour. Uh, Greg, <laughs> Greg Gasson joining us from the Palace of Auburn Hills. I'm, I'm also trying to wrap my, my brain around this, and we've been talking about it today, is because the preseason expectations for this team were Sweet 16. That's what everybody's hopes and dreams were, that mm-hmm. this is a Sweet 16 team. After the Atlantis debacle, that kind of changed and said, well, maybe we can get our first win. Maybe the Tigers can get their first top 25 win under Josh Pastner, uh, first tournament win. Should the expectation still be Sweet 16 now, or is that just com- completely just who cares? We got this one win, it's over. This is a win for the season, and chalk it up. I think some people still will rest on that, that it should be Sweet 16. They, as you said, Kevin, they were a top 25 team season, and that the expectations shouldn't change. But sometimes in the course of a season, expectations do change. If they had beaten Louisville, they probably would have been a, a four seed or a five seed at worst. And the expectations were certainly would be to get to the Sweet 16. I think after what went down during the season that they didn't really have this impressive marquee victory under their belt. 
just getting that one victory, in my opinion. Now, remember, I'm not a Memphis alum, and I, I cover the Tigers as opposed to rooting for the Tigers. So, but I, I seem to think, from a media standpoint, at least in my in my opinion, that that one win was was big. So, if they get a second win, great. If they don't, fine. I, I think they've accomplished their goals. They finally got an NCAA tournament win, and he does as well. So, I, I would could, say Sweet Sixteen now. Could it be though? And now, I know the monkey is off the back. While the monkey's gone running around doing his thing, I do think possibly a dark cloud is approaching over the University of Memphis. And Ole Miss might actually rain on the parade. Is that not something you think the Tigers might be concerned about? Is that, oh, wait a minute, Ole Miss could be in the Sweet 16 while we're getting bounced in the uh, round of 32? Well, a couple of points. First of all, as people know, Michigan State and Tom Izzo are a perennial Final Four participant. You're talking about a team that's made the Final Four six times in the last 14 years. So it's not a city task knocking them off. But it's interesting what you bring up because – the same question was posed to me earlier on Hard Bashing with, with David Basham and John Hart. The same thing. And I thought, look, I think it's com- comparing apples to oranges. I, what, what Ole Miss is doing is pretty incredible. Uh, Andy Kennedy not having been to an NCAA tournament in his regime at, at, at Ole Miss and now not only getting to the tournament but winning a game and having a chance to beat a LaSalle team that's pretty good and get to the Sweet 16 is is amazing, but I don't think you can compare the two. I but think you have I, to. I'm not, I'm not trying to comp- compare them necessarily, but like when this should be a, a parade, I mean, Calipari might be pull, throwing a parade in a situation like this, but I know Pastor's not. <laughs> but it's it's raining on the parade. Finally, Josh Pastor gets his top 25 win. Finally, Josh Pastor is, is, is able to advance in the NC2A tournament, but then, bam, Ole Miss does even better in the same exact year. It just seems like it's raining on the parade. A dark cloud I, I, over I success. Yeah, but I see what you're saying, but I still think you know they're two com- completely different entities. I don't think that's gonna. I don't think it's gonna rain on the parade. The bottom line is this: they won that game. If they blew that game and lost at the end on a, a Delavadova three after having a 15 point lead, I mean, you, could you imagine what your show would be like today? What my show would be like uh, earlier in the week or late this week? It would be crazy. We would be persecuting the guy. The fans would would want to hang him up by his toes. They got that win. So I think, I don't know if you can rain on that parade. They got the job done. And as long as they go out there today and compete, and I think they will, I think people will be mostly satisfied. Greg, uh, after the game, obviously a lot of pressure had to be off of Coach Pastor and also those players to finally get that win. Did you get a sense that everybody, not only just the players and coaches, but just everyone just had this sense of <sighs> relief. It's finally been done. And now let's move on and try to build on this thing. Marcus, I think that's exactly the, the feeling that everybody had. And I can't speak for the, for the fan base, but I would imagine it was similar to what the players were like after the game and talking to Josh after the game. And like I said earlier, they're not satisfied. But, boy, oh, boy, you saw that game, both you guys. You saw how they were playing in the second half not to lose as opposed to win. They got tight. They got a little afraid. They knew they were close to getting that W. And once they accomplished it, once those zeros went up on the board, I think it was a huge sigh of relief for them, for the program, for the city. And that's why I would be shocked today if they don't go out, just play loose, and, and just let the chips fall where they may. Greg, talk about point guard play. It's going to be huge in this game, right? Absolutely. Appling is a heck of a player for Michigan State. Of course, Memphis with Joe Jackson. Those two are former teammates on the, on the Olympic team, and they know each other very, very well. So I think they'll be the challenge. It'll be interesting to see what Josh decides to do defensively with Jaron Johnson. you got to think that – you know, he's going to be guarding Harris and whoever else is playing the two, but Joe, for some reason, struggles with Appling. 
you can always move Jaron over there, although Appling has the superior speed. So the point guard position, extremely important. In fact, I was asked what, what I think, who I think the most important player for the Tigers is today. While I know it's really important for them to get inside production, especially defensively rebounding the ball with Tark and Shaq and whoever, I still think Joe Jackson's the key. Hitting that little mid-range jumper, facilitating, leading the team down the court on fast and transition because they have to they have to utilize their speed against Michigan State. Does uh, Can Chris Crawford have the same kind of game that he had uh, Thursday and the Tigers still get this win? Oh, that's, a, that's a good one, Marcus. I don't know. I think somebody's got to step up and make shots and He's the guy who's been doing it of late, and he didn't do it the other day, and you know what happened. It went down to the wire. They really need somebody to lift them offensively, and I think Crawford's going to have to make some shots for them to win. Greg Gasson is joining us. Follow him on Twitter, at Greg underscore Gasson. He's live in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, so the Grizzlies have a history of drafting players from teams that beat Memphis in the tournament. Is there anybody <laughs> yeah, we've right. seen on St. Mary's or anybody we're going to see today with Michigan State that the uh, Grizzlies should consider in the upcoming NBA draft? I don't think so. Um, you know, the Harris kid is only a freshman, and he's not going to leave after this year, but he's a guy to look out for for, for the next few years. Appling's good. I don't think he's great. And then they get the big beasts inside. But, I, again, Memphis is fine inside. I'm talking about the Grizzlies. So, no, I don't, th- I don't think there's a player today – from Michigan State that the Grizzlies would have on their radar. But then again, who knows? And the One thing I'm concerned about going into this game is DJ Steffens and whether or not, and, and, and not necessarily the injury and asthma problems he's been having, but the mm-hmm. pressure that he's going to feel now that he is a minor national star with um, the internet and on TV and everybody keeps talking about him, and he's going to have the pressure to try to live up to that today. That's a great point, Kevin, because I think he showed a little of that, just a little bit, in the game against St. Mary's. That club dunk that he normally makes nine and a half times out of ten, he missed the one time. He talked about it afterwards with the media. He said, I thought I was not going to be nervous at all. And then when they tipped that, you know, tipped the game, started the game with the tip ball, he goes, I was nervous. I lost the tip. I don't normally lose the tip. So he, there were nerves. So hopefully he settles down because you're right. He's, a, he's, a, he's becoming a national phenomenon to a to a certain degree, and he is a key for this team. Obviously, his weak side help coming over and blocking shots to help the other bigs for Memphis, and when you have Payne, who is a great leaper, just like DJ is, that's going to be a terrific match between those two, but he's also going to have to help out with Knicks, and Knicks is an absolute low. Is it our local bias, or is it kind of true that day one of the tournament was DJ Steffens was a star, and day two the star was Marshall Henderson? Is it just because of our local bias that that's how we're seeing things, or is that really how it's been going down? Well, it's hard to escape Henderson because, you know, he's, he's such a uh, lightning rod. I mean, everything he says, everything he puts on Twitter, so he's become a national phenomenon. DJ is so quiet that it takes people really – you know, discovering this uh, this guy. You, you know, it's not like it's out there in the open. So people are finally starting to discover him, and he's certainly going to be overshadowed by a lot of people. But I, but I like the fact, as you said earlier, Kevin, he's starting to gain a little bit of that national attention, and deservingly so. But it's hard to battle for national the national spotlight when when Henderson's grabbing it from everybody. Uh, Greg, I, I know that you know you're there covering the Tigers, and we've been talking a lot of Tigers. But I, but I want to show a little love to some other Memphians. Uh, Minnesota, they got a big win yesterday in their first tournament game. Austin Hollins and uh, Andre Hollins, uh, uh, t- two kids from Memphis, uh, went, went to Memphis high schools. So what do you think about you know their performance and the fact that uh, 
Tubby Smith, along with a, a few Memphis guys, have them in a position to also make a deep run in this tournament? I really like Minnesota. I've liked them all season. And they, they kind of hit the skids there midway through the Big Ten season. They lost a bunch of games. But what's ironic is they have beaten both Michigan State and Memphis this season. I love Tubby Smith. He's a proven coach. The Holland, the Holland kids, excuse me, from Memphis uh, certainly stepped up the other day. I had them beating UCLA. They did. Of course, UCLA lost Jordan Adams, which is a big loss for them. But it's nice to see, Marcus, it's nice to see local guys doing well. It's a shame, you know, some guys didn't do as well. Lawrence Bowers fouled out there with the, uh, with the Missouri Tigers. There was a couple of other guys who played uh, in the tournament as well. But it's always good to see Memphis. And then with Ole Miss, of course, you got Reginald Buckner, who was a standout in the victory over Wisconsin. All right, we're wrapping things up with Greg Gaston live from the Palace of Auburn Hills. Marcus brings up an interesting point, and you do as well, as far as the going back and looking at the uh, Atlantis. Let's play Monday morning quarterback in March. But if you look at the Atlantis okay. tournament, all the Tigers' opponents, VCU, Iowa State, Minnesota, they're all advancing to the second round. So these teams were much better than we were giving them credit for back in Atlantis. Yeah, not, not Iowa State, but yeah, VCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, BCU is struggling right now with Michigan. I haven't seen the latest score, but yes, they're a very good team. Minnesota, as you said, going into the second round. Louisville, the number one overall seed. And the only team that you look at with the with the losses um, that didn't make the tournament was Xavier. Am I missing anybody? I mean, Xavier didn't get in, but the rest of those teams that they lost to did. So it's, there's nothing to be ashamed of having lost to those teams. It's just, you know, we go back to where was the marquee win? There was no marquee win. They beat up on Conference USA. But they stepped out of Conference USA. Sure, it was a WCC team they played in the first round, but they beat them. They beat St. Mary. So, again, that's why I think the weight's off their, their backs, and now they play free and let things let things go, uh, you know, just with a free-flowing attitude, a free-flowing uh, demeanor today, and, and see if you can upset Michigan State. I, I think I think it can happen in the uh, the Ernie Freeman game a little bit later on. Okay, uh, Greg, before we let you go, <laughs> I want to promote your TV show because you got a new time slot on the Sports Files. Yeah, thanks, Kevin, for letting me mention that. It's uh, now 8.30, Sports Files on WKNO. So Thursdays at 8.30. It used to be on Friday. I think it's a better time. A lot of people go out on Friday night. So we got Thursday night at 8.30. It'll be replayed early in the morning, that Friday morning, like 1.30 a.m. I think the time is. But then it's also going to be replayed as it normally is on Saturday at 6. So you got a bunch of times you can see Sports Files. And if you happen to miss all of that, you can still check them out. Uh, check out all the previous shows on the website, WKNO.org. You go to KNO Tonight, and there will be a listing of all the previous shows we've had. All right, so Thursday, yeah, Thursday night. The Friday was just so tough because I'd see you tweet about watch the, the you know watch the show, and I'd be like, well, we're the Grizzlies game is going on. The I Grizzlies know are... Grizzlies and Tigers. You're right. Friday's a tough night, and, but Thursday at eight thirty, I think it's going to be a really good time. Most people are home because they have work the next day, they have school the next day. Right, and the, rarely is there a, a Thursday night basketball game as well. And do you want to give a shout out to your uh, sponsors that got you up there? Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, let me uh, give you the sponsors because again, without them, I'm not here. Thank you very much to Becca Bartlett, the Bird Brothers. They are here in full force uh, rooting on the top. Conway Services, John Conway and Company, big Tiger supporters. Landers GMC in South Haven. Randy and the gang do a great job down there. If you're looking for an automobile, big Tiger supporters as well. Central Barbecue, and everybody knows Craig Blondis, and Midtown Auto Parts and Salvage. Thank you very much, Larry Walker, and your team at uh, Midtown Auto Parts and Salvage. Hopefully you're not done. You'll travel to the next location. Greg Gaston live from the Palace of Auburn Hills here on every weekday in this time slot during midday's MSO weekday edition with Greg and Eli.
Thanks, guys. Uh, Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. All right, we're going to take a short 60-second timeout and be back. You'll listen to MSL on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Sports Time with George Lapidus. Weekday mornings at 8, only on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. Turn up. All right, welcome back to MSO. we got a few more minutes left with you. I want to thank Lindsey Brown from Channel 5 for joining us in the first hour, live from the site of the Ole Miss's NC2A tournament ball games, and Greg Gaston for joining us in the last segment, live from the site of the University of Memphis Tigers basketball game. Big Tiger game today, big Ole Miss game tomorrow, Marcus. And you, big week! And people, big Grizzlies game tonight also. People people joking about the Marshall Henderson uh, headlines. You know, we mentioned like, you know, uh, we are Marshall and uh, Marshall Matters. Marshall and Lily, that's the one I came up with. Nobody really likes oh, Marshall, that Marshall, Marshall, Marshall! Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. But you're saying, like, since he likes the serial killer thing, you're going to what should it be? Uh, <laughs> I was saying if uh, Marshall has a big game uh, tomorrow, you can just say uh, Marshall Henderson murdered LaSalle. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking again. news. Serial Marshall. killer still on the loose. <laughs> serial killer on the loose. Still on the loose. Uh, Henderson right. commits murder again. We are low on time, so let's do some woohoos and boos. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a woohoo, woo-hoo! to Mark Gasol for becoming a viral video star. This is two big videos on the internet in the past two weeks. Mark Gasol has been just generating buzz. Number one, of course, his foul shoe where he fouled with his shoe. His shoe comes off last Saturday in the Utah game. Yeah. Uses it to foul. That makes big national headlines. And then this week, after he just tapped it and it went in. That becoming uh, an exciting, maybe the, the catchphrase of the year. Every season in the Grizzlies, there was grit grind a couple years ago. There was uh, make your own luck. There's the and of course the blue collar one at the end of the grit grind uh, year from Zebo. But every year there's one quote and one post game interview that lives on uh, for eternity. And I do believe. Right now, uh, I just tapped it and went in as this season's. Well, of course, it's followed by the expletive, but you can check out MemphisSport.com to watch the videos if you did not see it. Uh, of course, uh, uh, parental gu- uh, guidance is uh, strongly suggested. <laughs> must be must be 17 years or older to watch that video uh, and with a valid U.S. Uh, ID. Did but, you? Uh, did you? The, the hook shine in that Oklahoma City game was was more impressive to me. Right, right, right. But the, it was the tap. The, the yeah. tap in uh, was what won the game against Oklahoma yeah. City, and uh, then the quote afterwards from Marcus Gasol and the city just went with bananas. I've yet to see a shirt with that on there, but I know it's coming very soon. There'll be a shirt with that quote on it, uh, and it will be selling like hotcakes, especially if there's a Grizz OKC series in the playoffs. You know, if I'm you, a rocket. If you if you say it like this, I just tapped it and it went in. It has a whole different meaning to it. Marcus, Mark, the whole quote does. It's got a bad word in it, and you can misunderstand the other I part. Know, it's that's just, what I'm saying. It's just awesome. That's why the, the quote was working for however. I'm going to give a boo to Sports Illustrated. Did you see this list? Our friend Jerry the King Lawler, of course, a former student at the University of Memphis, never graduated from there, but he was an art student at the University of Memphis. And Sports Illustrated ranked all the tournament teams, all 68 NC2A tournament teams, uh, based on famous alumnus. Who's the coolest famous alumni from the universities, right? Mm-hmm. So they list 60-some-odd people, 68. Yeah, all 68 were ranked. 
But here's the thing. Jerry the King Lawler comes in at 64 for coolness. They're ranking these, these celebrities. He's a cool guy. I like, I like the King. He's a cool How guy. How is the King 64 out of 68 for cool celebrities? I, I don't know. I'm a little, little, uh, little shocked, a little upset. I do think it's a, a Memphis bias that Memphis is never going to get the love in the national media. Like there's this anti-Memphis sediment across across the globe. But freaking, here's some celebrities that they said are cooler than Jerry Lawler. Are you ready for this list? Bob Saget, DJ Qualls, Ken Jeong, the guy from Hangover, Adam Benatari, Christy Alley, George Went from Cheers, John Lutz from 30 Rock, Penny Marshall, Zach Galifianakis, the guy who plays Benson, uh... WWE superstar The Big Show. All of those people are supposed to be cooler than our own beloved Jerry the King. The Big Show. Bob Saget is cooler. You think Bob Saget? Bob Saget's pretty cool. You think he's cooler than the King? Oh, next time we have the King on the show, I will make sure (laughs) he knows all about that. But I think I think Lawler should either challenge this entire list of celebrities to a match at WrestleMania, or the entire staff of Sports Illustrated to a match at WrestleMania, and um, pull down the strap and show them really who is who is uh, cooler than him. All right, uh, we're gonna <laughs> give you a final score update uh, right now, Marcus. What's going on? Is it VCU? If you had them as a bracket buster this year, your your uh, bracket just got busted. Sebo going crazy over here because Michigan is about to beat VCU. They are up 68 to 41. This is his uh, this is Sebo's uh, uh, you know, his, 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 his excitement you know, after that Michigan lost to Alabama that he can celebrate this win over VCU. So the question now is, will Michigan fans no. stick around to watch the Tigers and cheer against their rival Michigan State or will they be just be partying Probably for the rest like of the day? I would say one third. The rest of Some them. people want to get their money's worth, right? Get the free basketball? Or yeah, the rest of them like, we got a little stuff to do. <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be partying. Michigan fans. Saturday. There will it's be cold some there, there and they will be cheering on the Tigers today. Forty five minutes away it's from the big ball there. game. I want to thank Lindsey Brown for joining us in the first hour. Greg Gaston uh, moments ago, and all of our callers here and hang up and listen. Tremendous. But that is our show for this week. We'll be back on next week from eleven to one. If you ever miss a portion of the show, you can catch the podcast at memphisport.com or on iTunes. And, of course, you can see me. I'll be at uh, Ferraro's on Tuesday for trivia. And Thursday, I'll be at the Green Beetle for trivia. So come see me at those locations. For Johnny Radio, CJ Hurt, and Marcus Hunter, I want to thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. I'm Kevin Cerrito. Go Tigers, go! Go Tigers, go!